Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday. No advertisers in this episode. Just try to become a member. It's members.charliekirk.com to support our program and get behind what we're doing. It is our conversation at the Restoring National Confidence Summit, our competing RNC event. This was my speech to state party chairs and county chairs, and also I take questions. You're going to love this. If you want to hear the battle plan for the 2024 election, listen to this, text it to your friends. Turning Point Action is doing the work. Turning Point Action on the front lines, doing the work. Go to tpaction.com. That is tpaction.com. And support us in any way you can, tpaction.com. Enjoy this episode. Make sure you're subscribed. Text it to your friends. Get the word out. We are doing the work at Turning Point Action to prepare us for victory heading into November. I love hearing from you. Email me, freedom at charliekirk.com. I hope you have a blessed Sunday. Enjoy this episode and try to become a member if you can. If you can afford it, it helps us out. Members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. I'm just going to share a little bit of why we're here, and then let's do some questions. That's the most fun, right? And uh, I, I just i am so impressed by the focus and the energy that I see here, you know, one of the main reasons that we decided to do this, and as many of you know, it takes a fair amount of chutzpah to uh, put on an event that says restoring national confidence. Do you get it? And, but look, it's nothing personal. I mean this. It's not anything personal. It's not about any individual. This is, I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of losing, and I'm sick of an attitude that doesn't adjust. I'm sick of excuses. And we need to win in November. This is not just a football game. This is not just some sort of a you know, thing that... This is the civilization. And we were a year out from the election in November, and I was sitting down with Tyler. And Tyler does a great job, doesn't he? Does, Tyler Boyer does a great job. And I, I said, Tyler, you know, what's going on? You know, do, do you think that we're making the necessary investments? Is the, you know, the establishment doing what they need to do? He said, honestly, I, I don't see it happening. I said, what can we do to kind of draw attention to this in a positive way? You know, we're not here to mock or to condemn. or We're here to try to raise the level of excellence because we think competition drives excellence. We believe that if something isn't getting done, you know, I do three hours of radio and I complain a lot, but... I'm allowed to complain because we also do a lot. So it's not just because we have high school chapters, college chapters, we have TPUSA faith, we have all sorts of amazing stuff. So I asked Tyler, I said, is there really that kind of grassroots infrastructure? Had the grassroots been listened to? Did the county chairs been empowered? And he said no. And he said, look, there's this uh, winter meeting that comes up in in Vegas. And I said, well, what usually happens? And he said, honestly, you know, great people, nice people, but it's just kind of a lot of resolutions and it doesn't have a lot of teeth and there's so, it could be so much better. 
And I said, well, why don't we just host our own meeting? And, and I said, like, well, why don't we just, and I, he said, well, you know, I said, look, we, we can go to some donors and raise some money and, you know, scholarship some of the county chairs and Turning Point Action is really starting to grow and we have a lot to offer because, you know, we've organized in the hardest possible environments on college campuses. And I said, why don't we try to do this? He said, you know, Charlie, they're going to try to put out a hit on us. I said, I understand. Uh, you think I'm kidding. And um, this is Vegas after all, right? So, and I said, look, we have to do this because we have to win. And I, I don't think that we have, we're seeing the urgency, the improvement, the adjustments. And we keep on seeing the same sort of track record of failure. And I said, this at the very least will draw attention. At the very least, we'll try to raise that standard of excellence because we need to become a grassroots party. We need to be a people-centered party. And if there's one lasting legacy of Donald Trump, it's that he gave you a seat at the table. He gave you a seat at the table to, to be in the room. And I don't feel as if the Republican Party is always embracing that. It feels as if the Republican Party is still is a lagging indicator of where the grassroots actually is. And somebody said, Charlie, what's your ultimate, you know, what does success look like? I said, look, first we have to win. We have to win, number one. I said, but a longer term goal is I'd love for the Republican Party to be as conservative as its voters. That's not, that's not a big ask. Shouldn't the Republican Party be a mirror or symmetrical to you? Not a tough ask. Not something that is that outrageous. I said, okay, so let's host this meeting. And the response has been amazing. And honestly, just so much credit to Don Jr. He didn't have to do this. He wanted to be here. He knows how important all of you are. I just have such respect for him. I said, so let's, let's do this thing. And, you know, it's obviously on the heels of the other meeting. And our, our hope is this, is that it's met with a response of maybe we could do better. Maybe we haven't done everything we should be doing. Not, you know, overly defensive, because that's always how things are met in D.C., because they've never done anything wrong. And, but the grassroots, they have a 99% disapproval rating right now of the machine. 99% disapproval rating of the RNC. That's bad for everyone. We need a healthy RNC. I want to say this on the record. We want the best RNC. We want it to be well-funded, trusted, active. We want an RNC that can help us win in November. We need that. You know, some people say, are you trying to... I said, what we're trying to do is to be an electroshock to the system. In my lifetime, there's never been a competitor to the RNC. In the sense of, not an outside, but just, maybe you could do this better. Maybe, I was so blown away on our show today. We had the state party chair of Arizona to my right, and the state party chair of Georgia to my left. By the way, two states that you need to win to win back the White House... And, you know, I'm asking them, I say, you know, do you think this work is getting done? They said, honestly, it's not being done at the rate it should be at the national RNC level. And then I'm I'm blown away. On our show today, we have a county chair from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Where is, he's here somewhere, Terry. He did such a great job. He knows these numbers, and he's he's like, well, we, you know, if we lose by 100,000 here, we have to make up 140,000 votes here. And I was like, man, you should just be warmly embraced by the RNC and be given grants and funding. By the way, if you win Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia... Donald J. Trump is the next president of the United States, everybody. I mean, this is, it's right in front of us. And 
we could do so much better. So what does that actually look like? No more excuses, no more culture of losing. We need to, first and foremost, the grassroots needs to know that the RNC is going to stand and fight with them. None of these backroom deals or this, you know, kind of doublespeak of oligarchs, the stuff that we're so used to. And embrace Donald Trump. Don't fight Donald Trump. Embrace what he has brought to the party, which is a populist, people-centered movement. And this is what the oligarchs fear the most. And this is why Nikki Haley's doing this ridiculous thing, and she's extending her primary much longer than she should, is they fear that the Democrat Party is increasingly becoming the party of the oligarchs. They're becoming the party of Wall Street, Silicon Valley, Hollywood, and they're losing the middle part of the country. Hey, if you have the middle part of the country, you win everything. If you, and the middle part of the country is gravitating towards the center right. And so why aren't we doing everything we possibly can to embrace them? So you know, I ask, and they say, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, number one is this. And this is partially the RN, on the RNC, but it's broader. It's that when we send people to D.C., we want them to fight as much as we care. We, we don't want them to say, you know, another continuing resolution and more money to Ukraine. Meanwhile, the border remains completely wide open. Get your priorities right. One of the ways, one of my fears, and we have to try, and Donald Trump is the only reason we're going to have good base turnout, is there are a lot of people out there that will not show up to vote for Republicans because when they show up to vote for Republicans, they are consistently underwhelmed by what they get in Washington, D.C. Now, thankfully, Donald Trump will solve a lot of that problem. I hope you understand what I'm saying. If it wasn't for Trump on the ticket, you would have a 10 to 15% undervote problem in many of your states. That he will heal a lot of the distrust of the Washington... And by the way, that's a longer-term problem. Because there's only so many times Trump can be on the top of the ticket. Where the base of our party says, you know, I'm not going to go vote for this. I'm not going to go vote for that because they don't trust the politicians there. And so, big takeaways here. I want you to feel empowered and equipped with the data with the technology, with the marching orders, with the networking. I'm sure you're meeting other county chairs from across the country that are dealing with other stuff that you're dealing with. Best practices, legal strategies. But also, I want you to leave knowing you're not alone. Looking around and you're saying that this room right here represents, this. these are the counties that will save the whole civilization. We have, well, how many, Josh, 16 from Georgia, right? Huh? We have 17 county chairs from the state of Georgia. We need to win Georgia, everybody. These are the people that are going to be waking up at 4 a.m. for 30 days straight and seeing the early voting numbers. And the county chairs make this work. And they've been largely ignored by the national party infrastructure. Arizona, we have county chairs. I I saw like seven or eight people from Arizona. We have Wisconsin. We have, I saw some people from Iowa. These are the states that are really going to make it happen. And I also want you to know that you're ignored no longer because it is thankless work to be a county chair. It is, right? You can applaud for that. It is thankless. You got to deal with constant party revolts and this and Facebook. By the way, I think you would all acknowledge if there was no Facebook, your job would be a lot easier as a county chair. Would you agree? A lot easier. And it's a tough thing, right? Because you're always trying, you know, hurting people and trying to keep people happy and all this. And I want to just say on behalf of the millions of people that are watching, thank you guys for doing what you do. Because it's not thankless. It might seem thankless. And I, Don Jr. appreciates that. President Trump himself, I was just speaking to him, he just loves you know, what, what is happening uh, across the country. And he loves to see this kind of grassroots fire um, and energy. And by the way, the, he works so hard as a candidate, and what they're throwing against him, this $83 million judgment, they're taking his business empire away from him, it makes me want to fight even harder for him. It makes me 
want to fight even harder than him for him. So that, 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 that's part of the takeaways that we really want to encourage you guys here. But also, we want you to think creatively. And that's part of why we're doing this summit. One of the reasons why Turning Point USA has now grown into the largest grassroots, Turning Point USA and Turning Point Action, into the largest grassroots organization on the right, is we asked the question, and then we didn't like the answer, and then we just did the thing you weren't supposed to do. <laughs> Eleven years ago, I asked the question, which is, why is all the youth outreach like so pathetic and boring and stodgy and not interesting? And the answer was, eh, young people are a waste of time. And like, yeah, we'll do some like campus lectures and just like don't waste your time. It, this, this work has already been done. I, like, I don't like that answer. Like it could be interesting and exciting and new voices could be lifted up and social media is becoming more popular and powerful. And we didn't like the answer and we went to work. And a lot of national D.C. groups attacked us, and they didn't believe in our vision. And we worked super hard, and I traveled 3,000 days over 10 years across the country to all of your states many, many times. And we kept relentlessly building, and now we have more high school chapters than college chapters. We're on thousands of campuses across the country. Every single one of you have Turning Point USA chapters in your neighborhoods, in your communities. And the data shows... It's some good, some, you know, not so good. But the good part is young men are the most conservative they've been in 50 years. So that's the good thing. And the young ladies are not as conservative. So we have a big opportunity there. So we got we to gotta work on that. But the young men are in a much better spot. So we're seeing that there's all this good movement. And we, I could tell you time and time again, we ask the question. If we don't like the answer, we go do it ourselves. Because at the core, Tyler, myself, the whole team, we're entrepreneurs. We are entrepreneurs in a very bureaucratic, dare I say ossified political system where people get upset if you show up and do things differently. And you're like, oh, it's tradition. Yeah, okay, if the tradition is to lose, then I think your tradition sucks, honestly. It's like, well, we always do it this way. Well, maybe you shouldn't. And what makes, us Europe, what makes us different and what makes us Americans and not French is that we're entrepreneurs and we're, we create new things. And so what I want to empower you is to think creatively in a line of work that is so often just kind of brainless inherited. This is the way it's always been done. Now, for some of you, if you're, if you're winning by, if you're the state party in Florida, there's not much you have to fix, right? You just have nothing but right-wingers move into your state. Fine, okay? But honestly, in Georgia, it's time to think a little bit differently here because I'm not happy with two Democrat senators in Georgia. I'm not happy with the electoral votes going to Joe Biden. It's time to mix it up a little bit and do things a little differently. And then you take a risk and you say, does this work and does this not work? And so I want to empower you to think creatively and to challenge pre-existing dogmas that might not make sense. And some dogmas might make sense. But some dogmas are like, well, that's really, that doesn't work and that's not working for us and we should do things differently. And you're on the front lines because challenging those pre-existing power structures in a way that's analytical and fair and is prudent is going to create this amazing ripple effect when all of you go home to your counties and to your state party chairs and all of a sudden we have hundreds of you be these entrepreneur change makers full of energy, full of spirit, full of gusto in 2024 to move forward what is necessary to be a grassroots win. And that's my final point, then we'll do some questions here, which is 
that in 2024, this year, and I see my friend Rich Porter here from the great state of Illinois, um, which is uh, the good thing about being from Illinois is that there's term limits in Illinois. One term in office, one term in jail. And um, <laughs> that's my only Illinois joke. I, uh, I have a lot of respect for Illinois patriots. They have a tough, they have a tough job there. They, I've, I've known, uh, known, known some good folks there for a while. Is um, every single one of your states matter? Every, every part of you, I know there's a big focus on Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia. We could talk about the grassroots network. We could talk about the infrastructure that's being built. Um, and we just want to try to bring a positive vision to the table because it would be a shame and a tragedy. And here's, here's what I'll say. If we kept on doing what we're doing and we kept on be given assurances and we end up the day after whatever, how long it takes to find out the election results in this third world counting system we have, and we fall 5,000 votes short. And all of a sudden, we'll have to live with whatever regime that is. And here's my one thing for you is, there's no guarantee we're going to win. There's no guarantee we're going to lose. But there is a guarantee that you can collapse at the finish line. That you could give everything you can. That when you watch those election results come in, you can live with yourself and say, you know what? I gave 10 out of 10. Every ounce of effort. And that's part of why we're here. Because I would... If we fell 5,000 votes short in one state in Wisconsin, by the way, this thing is looking like it's going to be on the margins, the margins. Anyone who tells you what's going to happen, this is going to be the goofiest. By the way, I bet they have something planned for us. We can go into that later, right? I just, I don't know, even, I don't even want to speculate what that is, but brace for impact, everybody, because, you know, it's just the whole thing is awfully suspicious, right? Anyway, yeah, well, that, that's, that's an interesting take. Um, so she says stock up on toilet paper. I, I, didn't, I didn't go there immediately, but that's... Uh, that's, 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 that's unique. Um, is we all got to do our part. And, you know, we do our live stream on election night, and it's very popular and all this. And I'll know this. When I'm sitting in my chair on election night, I'll be able to look into the camera, and I'll say, you know what? It was the hardest I've ever worked in my 11-year career. It was 2024. And I gave everything I could. And I want all of you to be able to say that, too. Is that when... Those of you in Georgia, you say, oh my goodness, I'm tired, and the bulldog, you know, Georgia football's on. Do I really have to go drive all the way across the state for a nine-person you know, breakfast you know, to make sure they get their stuff organized? Yes, you do, actually. You have to go do that. Because it might come down to 900 votes in Georgia. And to make sure that that one of your 159 counties, right? Did I get that right? It's ridic- ridiculous. That's way too many counties. Uh, <laughs> It's just that, yeah, it's just it's not good. It breeds corruption. That's a separate issue for a different time. Um, you got to make sure they're organized. When you all of a sudden, you are dead tired in Iowa, and you got to drive all the way across your beautiful state in a blizzard, in a blizzard right? To make sure that the bickering in one of your counties ends, and you are the facilitator of peace, yes, you have to go do that. And all of that, your combined, that extra mile, that extra effort, when all of a sudden you get that little voice in your head, nah, just sleep in, take the nap. What difference does it make? You have to reject that voice and go do the thing that your flesh doesn't want to do. Go knock on the extra door. Attend the extra meeting. Make the phone call. You're like, oh my. Hello, sir. Yep. I know you think it's rigged. Yep. I know. But let's do, you guys know Pascal's wager, Right? It's better. Pascal's wager, by the way, is that the belief in God has no downside, but, but not believing in God has a lot of 
downside, so you might as well believe in God. It's the same thing with voting, right? So if you... You can use this, by the way. No, I call this the election integrity wager, which is not voting as a guarantee the bad guys win, but voting at least gives you a chance that we can win, right? So, and so you're... And it, it, that's right, it's biblical. And so you say, yes, sir, I, I know you think that way. And after 20 minutes, you convince him he's going to get there and go organize and do those things. That call matters, even though you might be exhausted on no sleep and your kids might be crying, but you know that you're going to have to do that work. And I want to make sure you understand that we understand that that sort of work feels so unappreciated. The day-to-day kind of drama juggling you have to deal with. But my goodness, is that important? It's a lot. It's a lot. But we would not have a functioning party at all if you did not do that. And we need to heal the party. We need to bring the party together. And then we need to march forward to a decisive victory in November. Let's do some questions, everybody, okay? We'll line up here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just want to thank you for that great example. I've used Pascal's wager on young men urging them to abandon the hedonism of the world and accept Jesus Christ. So I appreciate you using that on the election. Thank you. And I appreciate, and I just wanted to say thank you on a a separate topic. I just wanted to say thank you for being willing to blaze new ground. And uh, this month, talking about one of the, shall we say, the secular saints of the left and talking about the real history of the last 50 years of the United States. I know a lot of boomer donors may have given you a text like, man, you're attacking one of my heroes. We can't beat the left if we're not willing to attack their totems. Thank you. I will say this, though. Um, He's talking about a segment I did on Martin Luther King, which went very viral, and I stand by. I will say this. uh, Outside of one donor, it was very, very well received, which tells me we have the best donors ever at Turning Point USA and Turning Point Action. It was really great. And um, so thank you for that. And by the way, we have 300,000 donors now at Turning Point USA. One of the greatest grassroots armies of small dollar donors in the entire country. Second to none, almost. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's definitely up there. Yes, ma'am. I know you. Hello, Charlie. Britta Horn from Colorado. Love it. Please, somebody. Okay. (laughs) No, those were sympathy. (laughs) Sympathy votes. You got a tough job there. Thank you. Yes, we do. So I'm seeing on Twitter a little bit of chatter, and so I want to know if if you heard that Rana might resign this week. I I, I have no idea. And I I, I don't want to personalize it. If she does, that's terrific. It's great. But hold on. The question is, is the checklist getting done, right? Is the things necessary? And the checklist is... Are we bringing together other groups that might have otherwise been adversarial, you know, turning point being included and trying to bring together kind of a powwow session? Are we investing into the grassroots or are we prioritizing the right data? There's a, lot, there's a checklist there. I have no idea. By the way, I'm not part of the 168, so somebody else could tell you there. But okay. uh, I did see that news, and I have no idea if that's, if that's true I just true hope that there's a plan. That's all I ask. That Thank is you. a good question. And, hey, good thing we're all here to put together a plan. So you guys... You guys can figure that out. So, and I want to say, I've always gotten along with Rana. This is not personal. She's a sweet person. She's a nice person. And I've said it very clearly. I believe that it's time for a new leader and someone that has a different attitude and one that will put winning above all. I've said that for quite some time. Next. Hey, Charlie. Bruce Parks, Washoe County, Nevada. Super important county, by the way. It's up in Reno. I want to thank you for all you do. 
want to thank you for doing this, but I also want to thank you for sending Shaden Gorey to Washoe County. My question is, can I get a couple dozen more just like him? Oh, thank you. Well, you, you know, you're half kidding. Those are the type of leaders that we try to produce at Turning Point. And I just hope you leave with some hope, everybody. If you see the staff at Turning Point Action, how great are these, by the way? 20 and 30-something, right? And they're, they're energetic and they're excited. Multiply that by 10, 15, 20,000. We, we, are, we are producing, thanks to the glory and generosity of the Lord, an unbelievable army of people that are going to just be pushing forward in every community across the country. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Good evening, Charlie. Uh, Leo Blendo, Nye County, Nevada. Um, we're well represented here in Nevada today. We're very often called the tip of the spear, and I believe that the rules is the mechanic. We need to get turnout from 65% to 70, 80, 90% in the rules. There is no excuse, no reason to have people sitting at home at the sidelines. We need every single able body vote voting in this next election cycle. If you don't get it, our lives are on the line. So I'm personally inviting you to help us come out there. We need you to be a standard bearer. We need you to be bringing the heat, bringing the rain, bringing the lightning in the bottle. So that's my invitation. We need Thank you, you to come out there. If we can work it, we'll do it. We're, we're filling you. up a really ambitious schedule, but you're correct. So let's take Arizona, for example. The conventional wisdom is that in Arizona, we are losing the kind of suburban soccer moms, and that's the, the easiest that we need to deploy funding. We are losing them, but the low-hanging fruit is we're actually underperforming in the outskirts of Maricopa County in Wickenburg, in Buckeye, in Queen Creek, in traditional Republican strongholds that don't get canvassed and they don't get worked because people think they're hard R. This is turning more and more into a turnout election and less and less like a persuasion election. And that is different than the consensus. The consensus will tell you it's all about winning the middle. That's not unimportant. However, what if I told you you're not actually solidifying and maxing out your base? And the Democrats have done this very, very well by embracing radical positions on abortion, trans, and climate and guns. They're able to micro-target through relational organizing that I know you guys learned about today through an early voting period, right, voting month, the ability to target micro-target canvas and chase the ballots of these low-propensity Democrat-type voters. Um, If we embrace that even a little bit, our hypothesis is that for people that are low-propensity potential Republican voters, people that have hunting permits, they own firearms, plumbers, electricians, welders, people of faith, um, it's very well worth a robust attempt to try to max out these traditional Republican areas that the turnout is not even close to what they sh- it should be. In fact, you go to the Democrat strongholds, what is the, what is the turnout in Clark County? Do, what is it? They're in their 70%. Yeah, so there's no reason why Clark County, which by the way, I don't believe that goes to show the crookedness of the state, that Clark County has a higher turnout than the rurals, right? The, the, the rurals, if, if, if the rurals turned out, in, or your own thing, 5% more, Adam Laxalt would be the U.S. Senator for Nevada. Amen. Is that correct? Amen. Yeah. 100%. Thank you very much. No, you're, Thank you. you're, you're spot on. Thank you. Hi, Charlie. Sue Gaston, Boise, Idaho. So my question to you is something we're doing, and I want to encourage you and others to do it. We're holding church at our Capitol building. We're having biblical citizenship at our Capitol building. We're having prayer meetings at our Capitol building. And this is where we're meeting people and have the organizational um, outreaches because all of a sudden we're a friendly face. So 
you and others, would you be willing to do some grassroots on the ground movements in the Capitol, right? In the people's house. We are there for free. It's our house. Do you have anything like that? If we get a permit, yes. No, Uh, we don't need a permit. Okay, well, let's Uh, think about that. (laughs) Okay, no. So I guess I should say an I, 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 I have... 1,300 political prisoners I'd like to introduce you to. So, okay, so in Idaho, we come with the people's house, no, so I'm, I'm if being there's some, other I'm ones. being like half facetious, half deathly serious. Happy to chat with you. I love your heart, and, and you're, you're, you're thinking correctly. Okay. But let's, let's do it the right way. So thank you. Hi, Charlie. Hilario De Leon, chairman of the Republican Party of Milwaukee County oh, in wow, Wisconsin. wow, is that important? It's amazing. <laughs> One, I want to say as a Generation Z Republican, thank you for the work that you're doing with what was put on here today. I was blown away, and I was very impressed. Can't wait to get home and introduce everything that I've learned here today. The question I have is, one, the Democrats are very well at using influencers to get out momentum and volunteers for their local organizations. And I don't think that the RNC is utilizing our conservative influencers to the best of their ability, especially when it comes to the amount of chairs that we have from across the country that are doing phenomenal work and the issues that we keep running into, that there are people who have no idea we exist as organizations or people who are frustrated with the National Party or our members in Congress or even our state parties, is there any way that we can utilize our influencers to bring awareness to our county parties so that they can get involved with us so as chairman we can do a better job at building that volunteer army that is needed to win in 24? Yeah, and by the way, I just want – what was your name again? I'm sorry. Hilario De Leon. So what you are doing in Milwaukee – might actually end up saving the entire civilization. If we lose by less in Milwaukee, we could win the entire White House. I hope you understand that every door, every precinct in Milwaukee, if we lose less, where's my numbers guy in Wisconsin, right? If we lose less by 2%, what would that mean? 100,000 votes, which could make the entire difference, right? And so I just want to encourage you you got to be like a dog with the bone. Milwaukee County is ignored sometimes because it's considered to be Democrat. By the way, that's, we need to lose by less. We need to acknowledge we're not going to win certain counties. Lose by less in Dane. Lose by less in Milwaukee. Lose by less in Pima. Lose by less in Fulton. Lose by less in Cobb. You get the point, right? And if, by the way, the Democrats have done this to us where they say we're going to lose by less in Pinal. We're going to lose by less in Yavapai or whatever. Um, to the influencer question, happy to chat about that. Um, yeah, we have a whole influencer division that is very uh, viral and does a great job. Um, but you're a great example. We need more, where, especially in these urban areas where it's like a job that nobody wants. I, just, I can't encourage you enough as a Gen Z county chair in one of the most important counties in the important states. I mean, to have your energy. And by the way, you, it's a great gig for you because you have nowhere to go but up. It's Milwaukee County, right? <laughs> you got no, it, it, what a great starting job, right? Yeah. I, you you got to love it. It's like, hey, my first gig is the Democrat stronghold. If you do five votes better, you'll be able to say, I did five votes better. And so what a great way to launch your career. And the upside could potentially be, you know, you save Western civilization. So God bless Thank you, Thank you so Thank much, you. Charlie. And if you guys are in Milwaukee for the RNC convention, we look forward to having you guys there. No, and, and let's I, go kick ass. Thank no, you. And I, 
I want to I compliment the RNC. Having the convention in Milwaukee is strategically worthy of praise. That's very smart. I'm glad they did that. Again, I'm very fair, and I'm glad. That's really great. Yes. Hello. Thank you. I'm Gianna Jacks from Reno, Nevada, Washoe County. What a great event. Thank you for having us. I'm also the board chair of the Moms Coalition of Turning Point Action, thanks to our northern representative, Shaden. So as a Mom Coalition chair, part of Turning Point Action, and a chair of our library board in Washoe County, I just want to encourage and don't forget the moms, the homeschool moms, and what's happening in our libraries and our schools. If we could keep an eye, could we get uh, attention to what's happening in our libraries and our schools? schools, great recruiting opportunities, great work of the moms happening at those local boards. So thank you for your support in Reno. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I just want to encourage you. I think that this is a micro-target issue, everybody, that you as county chairs, I mean, I really want to encourage you to lean in on. There are some people that say, oh, don't talk about the trans book issue. It is a it is a thermonuclear weapon against the left. I'm telling you. Yes. It is a wedge issue that can flip 5,000 votes here, 10,000 votes here. So yes. I just want to encourage you. God bless you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. We'll take a couple more, everybody. Yeah, we'll, we'll, try, to get through the, we'll try to get through the line, okay? Hello, Charlie. Uh, I'm Howell Shaw. I'm a pastor in Clark County, uh, Nevada. Right here. Yep, right here. Yeah, I'm in Henderson, by the way. And uh, let's see. I may have the opportunity to sit across the table from... Rona McDaniel tomorrow. What should I say to her? Yeah, look, um, I think you should just ask questions and say, hey, what's the plan? What has changed? Um, And then ask her opinion of this event, if that has uh, invigorated the spirit of the ethos to try to change in it. Because obviously, based on, unless you guys are all pulling my leg, which I don't think you are, every single one of you has said, this is valuable, this is great, right? And so if that is true, then ask her if that is something that she would acknowledge needs to continue and amplify, or are we the problem? Because the RNC attacked this event saying we're only here for internet clicks and popularity. I don't think you guys probably got that impression, right? Yeah. So that was the RNC communication director who issued an official statement in the Washington Times who attacked us, and that's too bad because we've been very positive, overly magnanimous, as you guys can tell. We're not here to create acrimony. We want to heal. We want to raise the level. So I would just be, you know... um, I would just be who you are. You're a pastor, and uh, that's what I would say. Thank you. Okay, well, I'll pray for her for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Charlie. This is Nicholas Fiorello up from Boston, Massachusetts, behind wow. enemy lines. That is, uh, that is a lose-by-less program there, No, man. No question. Um, I'm here to basically carry a message that's been resonating, but it's in the comic uh, relief of the, the anarchists or the far left and they're willing to do anything and everything, stop at nothing to defeat just what we're trying to do here to control a a civilization that you talk about saving such. Uh, President Trump is is now being challenged up in Massachusetts. Yeah, that's Uh, a great point. Yeah, I'm I'm on the front lines. I'm filing an amicus brief alongside of him. Praise God. Thank you. What can we do with your wonderful organization to bring attention to what is actually happening where I believe the most corrupt state in the union is actually trying to upend our democracy yeah. with you 
and supporting what the battle is on February 8th up there in Boston, Massachusetts. So I will say, though, it's not even a speculation. Maine and Colorado have taken those steps. And Colorado has been one of the most outrageous things that I've seen, and I have a whole theory as to why. Massachusetts and Colorado have something in common. Do you know what they have in common? They're the two most college-educated states in the country. Uh, yes. And so it got, makes you think, huh, the most diplomas is, you know, the most insane. Well, the most and, corrupt, actually. And lack that's, of wisdom, that's, right? That's, let's call it what it is. You get a degree in ingratitude and lack of wisdom. I, I don't know exactly how to answer that question, except we must draw attention to it, and you must all have worst-case scenario plans. This is a very small percentage chance, everybody. If they kick Donald Trump off the primary ballot, you need to go to a caucus system immediately, and you have to still appropriate your delegates outside of a primary system. Credit to Colorado. You guys were ahead of the curve there. I have hope, I have hope, I have hope the Supreme Court is going to rule decisively. But my goodness, I've been let down. I've been let down. So if there's something to pray for, pray for the Holy Spirit to move in the Supreme Court in that decision. Charlie, I need to get really quick, yes. within Within that statement, it's obvious that Massachusetts is the most corrupt state in the Union, and they're probably going to bring a battleground and not allow them on the ballot. Can we do anything in anticipation of that to get us to support that it's all It's really the Supreme Court at this point. I mean, the best thing you can do is if the primary is in jeopardy, you need to demand caucus system outside of a pri- – because the caucus system is not administered through an official secretary of state process. Yep. Therefore, you can administer it however you want. It can Thank be you. done. Nevada, you guys in Nevada have this, the goofiest thing. Uh, by the way, I love that you guys are doing the caucus system, but uh, people are asking me, what is it? Is it a primary? Is it a caucus? I'm so glad you guys are still doing the caucus. Keep the tradition alive. I think it's excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Charlie. GotTruthAmerica.com. You can find more about the battle happening in Massachusetts. Thank Thank you. you, Okay, three more questions, then we'll wrap it up. Yes, ma'am. Hi, uh, I'm a huge fan. My name is Lorena Cardenas Biasotti. I started a local uh, mama bear group uh, a few years ago. We started fighting the mask mandates. We got parents involved. I'm now the vice chair for Moms for Liberty. We uh, launched our chapter here, and we're really giving them a fight. We're using a lot of your work to uh, showcase what's happening across the campuses. So thank you so much for that. To piggyback off of the influencer idea, I just wanted to mention this. So this uh, troubling report came out with Taylor Swift being able to sway so many of the voters. Now, can we use Brock Purdy, who just is going to the, the quarterback, who's embraced his faith, and he's going to the Super Bowl now, and if we, we can get him to embrace the Republican Party and the conservatives, we can really sway this back to That's us. That's a good idea. So Brock, is, Brock is great. Love Brock. Uh, he's not in the uh, same ecosystem as the power of Taylor Swift. We just got to be honest about that. But um, I am a big Brock Purdy fan, but we're all fooling ourselves if we think, I mean, you could combine every NFL player and they don't have the same cultural clout as, as Taylor Swift. And uh, they're, I, you know, they're, somebody said to me recently, they said, Charlie, I guarantee you the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I guarantee it. I said, why? He said, because there is a whole plan unfolding here. I'll let you think about it. I don't know if I believe that or not. But do not under, if, if Taylor Swift ends up endorsing uh, Joe Biden, that will be, um, that will be a tsunami that uh, will be very, very difficult to thwart. And we've been warning about that. Taylor Swift is without a doubt the most powerful cultural phenomenon of this generation. It's not even close. Um, and we better be prepared uh, because it seems as if that things are aligning for, uh, for that, if she so chooses, she did endorse Biden passively in some just kind of an Instagram post. But if that happens, that's going to be uh, that's going to be 
could be an October surprise. Yes, ma'am, we have you and then one more. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, We've got to go quick. Uh, they got to make the questions Okay, quick. so hi, Charlie. My name is Jill Douglas. I'm president of Battleborn Republican Women. Uh, we appreciate your putting on this event because we do believe education and information is critically important, and we appreciate our rep, Amy Wood. But my question is this. While we're doing all of this, which is a critical election and it's critically important to do all this grassroots stuff, we potentially could be derailed in our efforts by ranked choice voting yes, and right. by national popular vote totally. initiatives. So um, what, is, what, what are you doing to yeah. help us defeat that? Because if it passes in November Nevada, it's law. Yeah, so two things. Uh, great question. Sorry to speed it up. Yeah. I think there was a seminar earlier on ranked choice voting. If not, there's one tomorrow. Was it today? It was today. I encourage you guys to rewatch the tape. That's number one. Number two, uh, ranked choice voting, we must abolish it. Uh, I believe Tyler introduced a resolution at the RNC, and I think it passed, standing against ranked choice voting. So we're on the cutting edge of that, and that's great. Okay, you will be the last question, sir. Don't worry. I'll get to you. Yes, two more. One, two. My name is Mark Fortin, chairman of Macomb County Republican Party in Michigan. And I just want to uh, give some encouraging words to the chair of Milwaukee. It's a Democrat area, is it? Well, Macomb is known as the um, home of the Reagan Democrats, and now it's the Trump Democrats. In 2020, we did something different, just so you know, since you're in Democrat County. We put all our resources, which was very limited, and we put all our resources in the most Democrat areas in Macomb County. 16,000 doors. We didn't care if it was Democrat or Republican. We figured there's a lot of people waking up. And we, for the first time, took control of the county commission in four of the five countywide races. So I think we should attack the enemy Thank where you. they are. Thank God you. God bless for, you. And besides, one more thing. This is the most fantastic I've ever been to summit. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. The, the real credit is to the team. I just get to show up and take credit for it. So last question, sir. My name is Peter Feynman. I'm the RNC committee man from Florida. 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 The RNC comms department does not speak for all members of the RNC. There are at least 50 of us who support everything you do. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate you. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right. In closing, everybody, let's just distill it together. We have to win. Let's make it the hardest working year of all of us together. I'm honored to be in the trenches with you. Let's go win this thing. God bless you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.